as we uh, continue in our, uh, our worship service, we're going to hear from a couple people who uh, have uh, taken this message to heart and have gone out into uh, the mission field. Chelsea Hahn returned from Dominican Republic, and she's uh, going to share with us first, and then Daniel Kwok is going to share after having returned from Ecuador. Um, Chelsea is going to, she'll introduce herself, but she, um, this week, late this week, she had some uh, work done on her, on her teeth, and so uh, it's a little bit difficult for her to, sh- to share, but um, she still wanted to share as a, to testify to the goodness of God. So can we welcome uh, Chelsea? She comes. Um, hello, everyone. My name is um, Chelsea Han, and I am a rising sophomore in high school at the First Academy. Um, I recently came back from a mission trip to the Dominican Republic, and these are some of the things God showed me and taught me during my trip in the DR. Um, so since seventh or eighth grade, um, I had my heart set on going to the DR after hearing countless testimonies of God's work in the DR um, from people who have gone in the past. I wanted to be able to witness what God is doing in the DR. Um, this summer, God gave me the great honor and privilege to be able to go to the DR and serve the people there. Um, throughout training and while I was in the DR, God was constantly humbling me. Um, I'm the kind of person who takes comfort in planning um, and being in control and having certainty as to what is going to happen. From the outset, though, certainty was close to absent. I've never been to the DR, so I didn't know what to expect tangibly and practically. Also, being the only girl on our team added another element of uncertainty to what the trip was going to be like. Um, From the start, God was showing me how much I rely on myself and my own plan. He was reminding me how small I am, but was also reminding me that he is more than worthy of my trust. Um, Throughout the trip, he continued to remind me of this truth. Um, Every day, we woke up uncertain of what we were going to do that day, and nearly each day something unexpected happened. Um, This made me feel very uncomfortable, but the only thing I could do in those moments was to trust in his will for the day. Um, My role on the team was to plan and organize VBS lessons and crafts. Um, But the night before our first big VBS session, we received word that instead of nine small VBS lessons for 500 people, which is what we had prepared, that we would be doing two big VBS lessons for a thousand people each. We had to scrap all the lessons and crafts that we had prepared for weeks and had to come up with two new lessons and crafts for a thousand plus kids. Um, I remember feeling um, discouraged and frustrated, but in the midst of scrambling for ideas, we stopped to pray. Um, after praying, I realized yet again how much I rely on myself and my plans. Um, seeing how quickly my plans failed, um, I realized again that his plans are greater and far better than anything I could plan and what I try to define myself by. Um, after one of our big VBS sessions, we were told we had to leave immediately for street evangelism and that Paul would be sharing the gospel at the outreach. As we were walking to the service, um, Paul was scrambling for ideas as he was writing his message. Um, once we arrived at the village, um, our team felt led to pray for Paul um, that God would speak through him and that he would merely be God's mouthpiece. Um, five minutes before the service, he felt led to scrap his message and write a new one. His message was a simple gospel, and after he spoke, five people came forward wanting to be saved. We knew that this was all God and that it was solely by his power that these five people came forward. Um, yet again, God humbled me and reminded me of his sovereignty. Um, God also hum- humbled me through the Dominican believers there. They have morning prayer every morning at 5.30 a.m., and many who attend morning prayer have to wake up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning in order to walk to the church. 
Um, throughout the trip, the Dominicans were not only serving the surrounding villages, but constantly serving us by making us meals, fellowshipping with us, helping us prepare some of the crafts, and through small acts of kindness. And they did everything with a contagious joy. All the Dominicans, even the children, were so welcoming, warm, and always smiling. They worshipped passionately and unashamedly. Um, I was even blessed by their generosity. One day, I was sitting next to Paul, and one of the Dominican ladies named Marlening um, had pulled out a headband and was offering it to me because my hair was a little messy. Um, I thought that she was just lending me the headband, so I was trying to tell her that I was fine and that I would be okay. Um, but Paul told me that she was giving it to me as a gift. Um, I was so taken aback by her act of kindness and how considerate she was. Um, 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 after our second big VBS session, I also heard that the Dominicans do a VBS session before Sunday service every week. I could not believe it and was so amazed by this. I know that the reason they serve with such joy is because they know that it is a privilege to be used by God, and they know that it's worth it since it's for Christ. They know that every sacrifice they make is not really a sacrifice because it's it's for Christ and for the sake of his glory. Um, I'm humbled by their passion for Christ, not only in their sanctuary on Sundays, but throughout the week as they give their all as they serve. I also was very encouraged by all my team members, and um, I want to want to thank them for taking such good care of me. Um, I really want to thank you for leading me closer to Christ and always encouraging me. Um, they were always so considerate, um, and they always went out of their way to take care of me. Um, I said this before, but um, they're truly like my older brothers now, and I want to thank them again for everything. Um, Um, all this to say, um, I'm challenged to live a life that reflects his worthiness and faithfulness. Um, God has reminded me that he is more than worthy of all of me and my best for him every day. He has reminded me of his unconditional grace and love for me and has compelled me to pursue him and to reflect the love that he has for me. He has challenged me to live urgently every day and to give my best to him every day. He's humbled me and shown me how weak I am apart from him and gave me a glimpse of how desperately I need him. Um, thank you so much for praying for our team while we were in the DR. I was so encouraged, especially when things were hard, when I remembered all the people praying for us. Um, please continue to pray for me as I come back. That I would be able to process everything that happened in the DR and that I would have a deeper hunger for Christ. Thank you. Hi, my name is Daniel Kwok. Um, so the reason why I wrote this, uh, there was a guy at Synod, and he had like a spoken word, and I was really, I really wanted to do it as well. So if it's... So I don't know what came over me and why I wrote it like this, but uh, yeah, so hopefully you guys are blessed by it. Uh, it's titled The Vapor and the Wind. I know it's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> All right. What if I told you that there is a small remote village in Ecuador known as Dashino, with the love of Christ and his redeeming, sanctifying work through the cross they don't know? We live as if we're destined to live forever and a day, only to see with each passing minute that our lives are wasting away. How much of our time, days, hours, minutes has gone by as we squander our time as if we drew from a full and abundant supply. While we live in our comfortable little world of excess and waste, they are in need of water and food that they just might have a taste. We ask God to break our hearts for what breaks his and to open our eyes to the things unseen. But we have to be careful what we pray for because God will answer. God will intervene. The Bible tells us not to worry about tomorrow because, of, because tomorrow has enough worries in itself. But here we are worrying about success, status, fame, relationships, and wealth. 
I look into my wardrobe each Sunday morning and ask myself, hmm, what should I wear? Meanwhile, children with dirty, ragged, torn clothing take a glance at our missions clothes and think we're a millionaire. Out of the families we visited, one of them had 10 children, four of whom we passed away, all because of the medicine and urgent care that was of utmost need yesterday. What was this gut-wrenching, tear-jerking, heartbreaking feeling inside of me? It wasn't pity, sorrow, or sadness, but the Holy Spirit stirring within me and bringing me to my knees. It was a stark contrast compared to the other cities of Sinangwe, Cabana, and Mbaki. To say that people in Dashino were welcoming and friendly, no, that would be a hyperbole. Timid, afraid, perplexed, suspicious, trembling, and apprehensive, they probably didn't even know that foreigners that looked like us even existed. As we greeted them with welcoming smiles and warm hearts, most of us questioned why they acted a certain way. You see, it's a matter of perspective of what caused their dismay. Some might think it's because they might have seen us as enemies or foes, but in actuality, we were looking straight at dead souls. We looked and gazed straight into their eyes as we passed around handfuls of candy, but I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't bear to see them so unhappy. Yes, they were shoeless, fatherless, defenseless, emotionless, helpless, but no, don't you ever think that these people were worthless. These are the people whom Jesus came for, for he tells us to love the least of these. If we sit back, feel bad, and think nothing of it, then we're just like the Pharisees. Why? Why is Dashino so broken, breathing and living without a glimmer of hope? It's because we, the church, make excuses, rationalize, and cope. There's a spiritual battle raging between the unseen realms of heaven and hell, but heaven rejoices over, over the salvation of one lost sheep who bids his past life farewell. This broken, dark, hopeless world needs a fearless and radical church to go, not a people that are ashamed and afraid. Some might say the church has hit a plateau. Our lives and purpose are quite simple, as long as we change our disposition to obey God and fulfill the great commandment, to live for the great commission. These are a couple of things that I've realized and learned throughout the duration of the mission trip. I realized I don't need craft foods or drinks. I don't need a lot of fancy clothes. I don't need to live in abundance. I don't need the newest gadgets. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I don't need to live for the acceptance of people. I don't need a huge house or a fancy car. I don't need to try this and that. I need Jesus. This dying world needs Jesus. And because of our relationship to Jesus, we are called to stewardship, companionship, discipleship. We're called to trust in the Lord and take a step of faith, though at times we doubt that we could ever walk on water. If only we ask, wherever you would call me, take me deeper than my faith could ever wander. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy and at times it's convenient to be lazy. We have to wake up each morning and die to ourselves daily. Jesus calls us to share in the suffering so that we may also share in his glory. As Christians, we're labeled misfits, outcasts, anomalies, but our faith will be revealed in his story. When life gets hard and we want to quit, we have to be persistent because his grace and mercy is far more than sufficient. As it says in James chapter 4, our lives are but a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So let us live for the Lord's will because Christ is triumphant and the cross vanquishes. The love of Christ compels us to live with a purpose, and some might say we live far too radically. But why would we hide and contain it? We should share the good news ecstatically. When you love something, your whole world flips upside down. If only we would go to the ends of the earth and make Jesus renowned. It's simple, my, it's simple math, quite frankly, and I think you'll find it rather enlightening. Just as 1 plus 1 equals 2, and 2 plus 2 equals 4, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So I encourage you all to tell of Christ and his love for us anew. Thank you.